Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event management company on the cutting edge of trends. Now, let's talk tech. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Will Curran, and I probably sound a little weirder than usual because... uh, Fun fact, Will is currently under COVID uh, quarantine. Uh, I got sick uh, earlier this week, and luckily I'm feeling a lot better at the end of the week now recording this. But if I sound a little weird, you'll know why. But I want to We're going to be the magical Will Curran this week, so I think that... <laughs> That works out all right, you know. Just we'll just sprinkle some fairy dust on you, and you'll be better, right? <laughs> I would love as much fairy dust as possible because, right. you know, uh, weirdly enough, though, the man across of me virtually is the yummy Brant Kruger of Event Technology Consulting. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm grateful that we are recording this virtually. Uh, we normally record this virtually um, while Brant is in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I'm over in Phoenix, Arizona. But we would not be able to record this if it wasn't for technology so uh yay for remote podcast recording technology <laughs> and uh, uh the thing i was saying right before we record is that's like i think this is just a reminder for me to remember why virtual events are a great option because i had a speaking engagement yesterday that was virtual and if it wasn't for the fact that it was virtual i wouldn't have been speaking like i had to cancel my in-person one earlier this week so just remember everybody there's still a lot of cases where virtual makes a lot of sense so, that's yeah, from that's the me. from the Grand Canyon State to the Great Great North, uh, <laughs> technology brings us together in order to be able to. This is true. Is, aren't from, you? Isn't Arizona the, the, the yeah Grand Canyon? Canyon yeah, yeah, we got Grand. we we yeah. Well, um, yeah, we can call it the Grand Canyon State. I, don't, I think that's what we call ourselves. Yeah, something like that. If only that there was some the, kind of interconnected the, network that we. We have the five C's. That. that is uh, copper. Uh, All yes. those things, cactus. I don't remember what the rest of them are. COVID, cowboy brain. hats, cowboy, <laughs> cowboy hats. Copper, is not one of the five copper, C's. Cactus, uh, cowboy hats, commerce. Uh, I think uh, something like that. Ca- copperhead but. snakes. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. So we as, got as much as this could be about states and state mottos and things like that, that it this, will lose his mind. Can, Yes, we have an actual yes. top. We have an actual topic. Uh, yes, because we did just get back from IMAX America. We did. We did. We did. It was a long week. It was a good week. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Um, it's. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was good to be back. Um, and what's fascinating to me is just the the compare and contrast between uh, IMAX Frankfurt uh, as well as uh, you know versus IMAX America, and because there were definitely some differences this year. Yeah, it's crazy that you went to both of them this year. I haven't been to Frankfurt since we were together, whatever that was, many years ago. Um, so I definitely want to hear your Many thoughts. years ago. It was like two years ago. It was right, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like right before a COVID, lifetime. lockdown. A lifetime which ago. Which definitely feels like a, lot, a <laughs> lifetime ago, for sure. It was like, But it was like 2019. <laughs> yes, that is, that is true. Um, <laughs> it feels like a lifetime ago. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on like what you thought was um, what was different. And we figured, uh, Brant, you had a chance to stop by a lot of the booths and see some of the new tech and some new names uh together um so i'd love to hear what your thoughts let's start with yeah what was the difference between frankfurt and uh this year because we did a frankfurt episode so go check that one out we did yeah and so uh, you know to summarize kind of what we said from from frankfurt is it felt like the tech area was a little small now supposedly you know some folks did some digging and found
around, it was very similar to the size of previous years, but it just it just felt smaller in Frankfurt. Um, some of the big name booths or folks who normally would have great big name booths uh, only had tables, you know, or very small stands um, there. And so some of the larger tech companies, you definitely got the vibe they were scaling down. Um, other other trends from from Frankfurt, uh, we saw an increase in uh, interpretation apps, and then kind of the third one is it did feel like just in general people were spending a little less money on um, uh, you know the scotch tastings and the booze and stuff like that. So that was kind of what Frankfurt mm -hmm. was. So now to compare and contrast, um, I felt like it, you know, and other people had different opinions. Again, it's all objective or wait. Subjective, object, subject, wait, subject, subject, subjective, subjective, yeah. right? Yeah, whichever the one is feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely subjective. Um, that, I the, feel like you're I, I felt like the, the tech side was as big as it has been in previous years, if not a little mm. bit bigger. Um, they went with instead of it being kind of at the back of the hall, which which was where they've done it in the past, um, to having it all the way over on the side of the hall. Uh, which made for some long walks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was certain parts. education is on the opposite side of education. So if you were doing right. education in event tech, Brent had to do a lot of walking. <laughs> and a lot of the event tech folks, you know, were involved in the education sessions because, you know, that's frequently what we do. And uh, and it's popular topics as well. So it's there was definitely got my steps in uh, over the course <laughs> of that week, multiple times over. So overall, the area felt bigger. The, the bigger names had the bigger booths, right? You had the C-Vent with a, you know, good sized booth. Um, Bizabo with a good sized booth. Um, uh, Stova, Stova. Uh, the brand, the newly minted Stova. So for those that don't know about it, this Eventry, is the Event Core, yeah. and I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to I'm make, trying to bring it up friend, right now as we my speak. My friends so are going to make fun right. of me because yes, I probably know are. some people that work. There. I'm sure they do. Right? <laughs> well, I just know so. I just erased all those names now. It's Stova now to me. Right. You know? it's Sto which is a great name. So so they had they had something else that like kind of sounded like, you know, ask your doctor if <laughs> was it? it was like Mervertacore. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like it was Meeting Play, Eventry, Eventcore. Eventcore. That was the three of them. Yeah. yeah that was right. A, and yeah, so the, the, like, the first. Whack at the bit the name for all three of them was like Maventicor or something like that because it had a little bit of each of the each of the names. I was like, ask your doctor if Maventicor is right for you. Um, and then uh, so the new branding is Stova. It's it reminds me of like a coffee or a, a chocolate branding. It's very yeah, it had very like dark and, oranges yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, but it oh, stands actually yeah. stands for standing ovation. And so when you kind of zoom out from their logos and stuff, it's actually a spotlight uh, shining shining down. So it's uh, it's a nice rebranding. I like that better than Mavercore or whatever Mavercore. 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 Um, had a great chance to talk to them. They had a nice big booth there. Um, so so just like broad strokes again, it felt like the tech sector was stronger yeah. here in the in the on the America floor uh, than it was uh, perhaps in the Frankfurt floor. What was interesting, too, about the perspective, too, is that you weren't at America last year, so I can share some perspective year to year, Yes, too. please. Um, last year, they decided to spread it all out. Like, it was, there wasn't an event technology area. They, like, kind of sprinkled it all throughout. Um, and it made it feel really kind of confusing because, like, you, like, sometimes you're like, oh, I need to go to the event technology stuff. You can't really browse. You have, like, that's the thing about IMAX, that's, I think, as a show, is, like, 
if you browse, you're gonna spend the every three, all three days doing it, you know, but if you are just like, hey, I need to get in, get out, like, it wasn't as easy to navigate um, when it was all spread out, which I think is why they chose to do the corridor side of things, too. Um, which is really I'm glad they kept it together for this, yeah. for the, for this stuff because that was my whole plan of attack was mm-hmm. I didn't really do um, uh, pre-scheduled appointments because I honestly I found it a little bit and this is a bit of a knock uh, piece of feedback for the IMAX folks I found it very difficult to find the companies I was looking for. Right. You know, if I knew the name, great. But, you know, that's that's what's the same with everybody. Right. If you know yeah. the name of the company, it's easy to find. But so I would type in like audiovisual, uh, you know, into the into the search box and 700 exhibitors <laughs> would show up because every hotel says we can do audiovisual services. You know, every DMC yeah. says we can do audiovisual services. So anybody that mentioned the words audiovisual in their description in any way, shape or form showed up. And even the same with event technology. If you clicked on the event technology um uh, you know exhibitor uh keyword you got 400 and something uh you know number of folks listed actually i think i'll probably bring that up uh, real quick so like if you click on the products and services for audio visual okay it wasn't 700 but it was 171 uh, it's still too much to the point where you literally are just like this is a terrible result you know so i went in with the plan then of like okay i'm not going to find who i'm looking for uh in advance um so i want to be able to look at the mm-hmm. show floor and go, know them, know them, don't know them, don't know them, know them, know mm-hmm. them, don't know them. And so for me, when I go to these shows, and we've talked about this in the past, it's a lot about either reconnecting with someone I haven't spoken to in a while. So I tried to go to different folks than I saw in Frankfurt. Um, and then, okay, who have I never heard of before? And those are the ones that I truly enjoy of just like, hey, you know, I've never heard of you before. Let's tell nice. me what you do. Let's go. That's awesome. And, and and I didn't get a chance to sit with you on many, many means. We had like maybe like an hour or two, I think, before we were going to go to the, the Encore thing that we saw um, that we got a chance to like actually sit together and do some stuff. So I will definitely be curious to pick your brain. But before we, we move on to maybe the specific stuff that we saw, I think it was important to note uh, um, something that was missing, a big booth that was missing from, especially compared to last year. And I don't know if they were at uh, Frankfurt for, for you, um, but... Uh, last year there was a mega booth, like the biggest booth in the entire show floor and had so many people. I don't think I've ever seen so many people staff a booth before. And it was Hoppin and Hoppin just like gigantic booth. So many people had such presence. They had one of the biggest parties. It was crazy in my presence this year nowhere to be found not even like it wasn't even the like uh what's the uh oh my gosh i'm forgetting is the name of the company but like the it's not even a double dutch where it was like big and then smaller and then yeah. smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller it was like literally humongous last year and then this year and then nothing. gone not even yeah. like an off-site not a it, i didn't even see an employee from hop in there which is crazy yeah yeah, I mean it's, it's 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 it has been very noticeable over these last you know between the that last show and this one like who's spending money who's not, mm-hmm. um, you know kinds of things and yeah I mean that's but you know, that's there's churn you know even you know yeah. thinking back to event apps, uh, you know that's what I always go back to you know for for comparison is the you know the eight years or so where event apps were on the rise leading up to 2019. And, you know, there'd be big players and then they'd, like you say, they'd kind of just disappear or they'd get bought or they'd re-emerger. And, but, but then even though it's a fairly crowded market, 
we would still see a new two or three new event apps every year, you mm-hmm. know, that we'd go to the show. And I think we're, you know, we're seeing the same thing now with, uh, with online platforms where some just disappear, some are going to come forward, some are going to merge, mm-hmm. but there's still 200 out there. And yet yeah. even still, we're going to find two to three more every year that, you know, they just want to take a different, a different approach on, on these things. And that's great. I, I love it. I think yeah. competition is, is good. And there's plenty of, you know, we're the biggest little industry that no one's heard of, and there's billions of dollars to spread around. So there's room in the market for mm-hmm. each of these bestow, which actually brings me up into my next trend. Ooh, beautiful. Uh, as, as we move on. So one of the things we talked about coming out of Frankfurt that has continued to be true, and I think it is a trend, is that we're seeing people actually admitting their niches. Oh, yeah. Um, so in Frankfurt was the first time that I can remember where people started saying, we're going to market toward the association market. We're going to market toward medical meetings. We're going to market like having a specific. In the past, it was always like, so, you know, if you had to pick a focus, what would it be? Oh, we're good for every kind of event. I know. But if you had to pick a fo- what would it be? Well, no, we're really good for everybody. I know you are. But And then, you know, on the third time or the fourth time, they'd finally say, well, associations is our main market or corporate is our main mm-hmm. market. Now people are coming out loud and proud. And and like I say, saying, you know, we're we're for the associations market. We are a small registration platform geared exclusively at associations or geared exclusively at scientific events or something along those. So that continued to trend uh, to the companies that I was speaking with, with folks saying, yes, this is our niche and we're okay with that, which I think is great. Again, yeah. it's just being able to find your little niche. There's plenty of money out there for everybody. So why not hyper-focus and be yes. the best at one of these you know, portions of our industry? Definitely. And what's crazy is, so for most people that don't, might not know, I don't know if we talked about it last year, but that IMAX America is the only show that I attend as an attendee. Um, so this is the first time that I've been able to see these conversations since you, you said that too. And I remember we ha- whatever company it was we were talking to, and they said that. And you looked and you're like, see, I told you that people were starting to say it. And like, I noticed that people were saying like, yeah, we're good for this. We're not going to do this. However, I will say that it didn't stop some salespeople from still following up with me hardcore, even though I said, we're like, I don't, I personally don't plan any of this. Kyle K is the guy (laughs) you need to talk to. And also, by the way, I don't know if this is going to be a good fit or not. You know, like it it didn't stop anyone from trying to sell. It shows how reliant people have become on automated marketing. Yeah. Right. That really is. I mean, that's a whole other discussion is, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like as I'm having these conversations, I'm like, hey, just so you know, you know, you don't put me in your sales funnel because I'm not that guy. I'm the guy you want to just keep informed on product updates and new features and new functionality and things like that. But don't put me literally that. Don't specific, put me on your campaign. Don't put me in your sales funnel. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I'm not your guy and I don't want you wasting time um, on it or time or resources. And then, yeah, like you say, you know, great meeting you at IMAX. Let's follow up to talk about the type of events that you plan. And, we, you know, it's like, I don't plan events. I'm a consultant. You know, and, and I've, you know, sometimes I respond to those and sometimes I don't, and it depends on how polite I'm feeling that day. <laughs> or, well, or, it, know. It, it might uh, cue to like a potential macro trend. I mean, like I'm definitely no economist, and I definitely am not talking to every single one of these companies every single day of, of my life. But like, I definitely think that 
what you're seeing too is like i'm curious to see if the nichification will change if there's a potential downturn in the economy or how desperate people are going to get you know again like this whole market's changing so much because there was so much money game put into it so much money spent and now it's all changed and i bet you not as much money is being spent or it's flatlined at minimum um so we'll see i think um i'd be i if i had to make a prediction i would say that there's probably going to be some hungry hungry hippos coming real soon you mean on the client side uh no no for or... the, the, the tech companies like they're oh, gonna be for hungry hungry for gotcha, gotcha, yeah they gotcha, want gotcha. they're gonna want uh, they're gonna want leads like they're gonna be like right. desperate to be like let's follow up with everybody let's put them everybody on a drip campaign we gotta get some RFPs in here. Yeah, yeah. Most, I mean, most of the people that I've talked to about where I think the sector is going to go, and when, and we've talked about it here as well, that I think you know we're at the bottom of a, of a valley, but it's going to come back up again as far as online events and platforms mm. and money spend and that kind of thing. Mainly because uh, the bean counters are going to take a look at the ninety dollar urns of coffee and stuff like that and go, wait, what? No, so what are we getting that's better now that we're in person? compared to the ROI we were getting for the last two years doing things online, sure. that there's going to be a pressure, I think, as their budgets are cut, to swing back to the online platforms and the online mode. And maybe instead of you know five in-person meetings, we do three online and then a hybrid and then a you know one big one for everybody. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. Um, any other larger macro trends or we want to start to dive into some companies? Uh, just real quick, I mean, once again, there were more interpretation apps, and so even Crazy even more, amount. yeah. So like what, every probably other like booth. six, yeah, like because every it's definitely felt that way. Like every other booth was another interpretation app, and I'm here, I'm for it. You know, let's mm -hmm. let's great, and they're all a little different. They all approach it different ways. So there's actually again, there's room in the market for these six different apps because they all do it slightly different, kind of depending on what you need. Some are straight up, you know, machine generated, uh, you know, transcription. Others, you know, transcribe it to English and then run it through like a Google Translate thing to spool it out to other languages. Others, you know, have individual, you know, uh, translators doing individual translations or individual machine language things right. doing individual language translations. So there's just lots of different ways to do it. Some let you prime the pump, you know, with like, here's all the keywords uh, that we're going to be using so that the machine learning has, you know, kind of a jump start of like, here are the names of the people, here are the, you know, here, you know, that kind of thing. And then they can use that. And then others are using transcription services we've talked about in the past, like Vitac or VTAC, um, uh, which is human-based uh, transcription and translation services. Um, and they're actually using that almost like Mechanical Turk on the back end. So they're hiring. Oh, wow. And, and I, you know, I, I'm not going to out whoever it was, but you know, their 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 transcription transcri you know, uh, translation services are actually just using VTech on the back end. Interesting, so, interesting, yeah. wild, wild. Um, yeah, I definitely think it's great to see us. I mean, it just shows how the idea of like a global event and global attendees and how. I, well, global, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the entire event market has now become, it used to be so localized. It used to be, oh, hey, if we brought in attendees from someplace else in the world, what were we going to do? But, you know, now there's a really exciting opportunity to reach more people. It's so easy. It's so relatively inexpensive compared to some of the things that we spend money on on our events. It's accessibility, you know, so being even just having English language 
transcription services is going to be useful as an, from an accessibility standpoint, from a, you know, English might not be my primary language, but I just, you know, I, I'm pretty good at it, but I just want to be able to go back, see what I missed. I didn't quite catch that word. What did that person say? That kind of stuff. And I heard a great phrase from one of the guys uh, from one of these transcription services in the, uh, in the Skift Innovation Lab that you and I both participated mm -hmm. as well. We could probably talk a little bit about that. Um, used the phrase language inclusion, language inclusivity, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. language inclusivity. I really liked that phrase because it does, again, shows the potential of the global market of events and being able to have language inclusivity as well as other forms of accessibility and inclusivity. Well, it's really interesting too, like when you talk about it from an inclusivity standpoint too, um, just since we're talking about this, I recently had a learning. So I was down in Mexico doing an event and they had a translator for me, a translator for the audience, all that fun stuff. And, you know, I was speaking to uh, an events industry person and we were talking about their history, about how they learned English really early on in their life. Um, and they lived in the United States for a short period of time. And, you know, I didn't really realize this, you know, I was like, you know, like wondering how knowing English is very, very helpful. But again, we have to remember, it's not the only language in the world, but they were talking about how, you know, so many business people, they go further because they know English. And it just shows you like this idea that there's still a lot of language barrier um, in terms of inclusivity. So like, if you think about wanting to reach truly, yeah, your entire audience, like, <laughs> Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to be able to be inclusive of everybody who doesn't speak English because, you know, yeah, so, some people do know English and you go, oh, yeah, like, you know, it's great, blah, blah. But there's so many parts of the, of the world that still, you know, you go down there and you, you go talk to an Uber driver or, you know, someone within that country and they don't know any English at all. And that kind of, I think, shocked me a little bit because, uh, you know, this is my first like a little bit of international traveling these last couple months. Um, and it, it, it kind of shocked me a bit and just reminds you, like, guys, like, not everybody speaks English. Yep, it was, it was uh, one, one of the interest, more interesting times that I've presented was presenting in uh, Turkmenistan. And oh, awesome. uh, the Turkmen language, much like a lot of the other Slavic and, and Russian-esque uh, languages, just seems to take forever to say. So it'd be like, <laughs> hello and welcome. <laughs> Like, ah, uh, oh, half an hour later. Okay, all right. You know. But they, they, you they really were really concise in your speech. <laughs> yeah, it really was fascinating. And if you if you've never worked with a professional translator before, it's a real experience. And uh, we could probably do a whole episode on on how to work with, with translators. Yeah, we uh, should. We should to, yeah, how yeah. to do it well? Maybe we, yeah. we could do. Uh, I've also got uh, percolating uh, talking things that things like. Uh, uh, teleprompters and stuff. I'm are still to the ideas list branch. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, working with translators uh, effectively because some of the guys on that trip got it and some didn't, mm -hmm. um, and I won't out who because I know some of them are still in the industry. But you know, they were they struggled. I mean, I know I'm a talker, right? I know that I can ramble on. But what's especially important, just to round this thought out, and then we'll come back to it, is that you have complete thoughts. You know, mm -hmm. that you finish your sentences. Yes. And then you move on to the next thought. And then you move on to the next sentence. So that there's time, you know, to to complete that. If you're just rambly, 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 especially in languages where they start messing with the with the uh, 
the grammatical order of things mm-hmm. like German, you know, yeah. where they'll put the verb at the end or something like that. You can't just rambly, rambly, rambly. You'll never get to the verb <laughs> of what <laughs> you're true. trying it's to true. do. So, sorry, didn't mean to take us down a rabbit hole. We'll have to have you're, another episode. You're good. You're on good. That. It's on the ideas list, guys. So Trans- if you want to see translation that episode, services and teleprompters are, are on my mind these days. So, that was, yes, another macro trend is just continuing on uh, with the translation and transcription services. And I am for it. Nice, nice. Um, sweet. Well, I, I know that we, you had a chance to talk to some specific companies, some of which who rebranded and now they're a new company doing a different service and some that, you know, like well, we talked about some who have new branding as they merge together with others, some of which are new companies, some that are a little older, but got some cool stuff going on. And also some companies I think that surprised us a bit with in terms of some of the stuff that they ended up doing. So, um, yeah, where, where do we want to start in terms of, uh, Cool things that we need. Anyone that missed IMAX, yeah, yeah. Out. Obviously, we can't name you know can't name everybody, can't name every product, but a couple of ones that stood out for me. Um, one that you sat in on with me was Erbium. Mm, yeah, um, I thought uh, so. Erbium is a registration platform um, that you can use to you know create a basic website for your event, um, you know, and fill out the registration forms. But what stood out to me on that was. Uh, insane amount of logic. So as I was writing notes, it was like, you know, and then you can apply logic to the type of tickets available. And then you can apply logic to this, and then you can apply logic to that. Uh, And by that, I mean, like, if they answer this question this way, it opens up a whole different chain of questioning. So like, if I say, if you'd say, you know, you know, part of your registration, what's your favorite color, red, blue, or green? If you select green, you can then open up a whole separate line of questioning. What types of green foods do you like? You know, what, how do you feel about peas? You know, that kind of thing, which, at, you know, on the surface, is, it's the kind of thing that like not every event person owns, but the event people that need that kind of thing really need that kind of thing. So you could have multiple different types of tickets, right? So you've got a member ticket, a guest ticket, a VIP ticket, a presenter ticket, a speaker ticket, a sponsor ticket, all of those different folks. And then based on what type of ticket they're getting, you know, it'll show different agenda options or different you know, add-ons of like, all right, if you're a VIP, then show them the add-on golf tournament that's going to be on Friday that they might want to upgrade and and do the, the VIP golf tournament or something along those lines. All the way down to, and he was showing this in the example of like, if the person's name starts with W for <laughs> Will, then give them a 60% discount on their ticket. You know? So you, you can apply that's logic cool. to any field in the registration um, and then logic that out to any other field. So if this, then that kind of stuff. You don't have to, right? You can start with a super simple, easy to do form. You know, I don't want to scare people away, you know, but, you know, so you definitely can start. But I, the, what I likened it to was on the iPhone, you know, you can just buy an iPhone and pretty much use it. Mm-hmm. But if you're a pro user, you can start getting into automations and, mm-hmm. you know, hey, Shlomo, turn on my lights. And then and the lights turn off automatically after 15 minutes, that kind of stuff. So you can go really deep if you need it. Um, but if you don't have to, you can just stay with a nice, easy drag and drop interface and make yourself a simple registration form. So that really, that was one of the ones that stood out to me was just the insane logic behind that registration platform. You bring up such a good point about like being really easy to use on the surface and like simple to use. But then when you're ready for the complexity, you can go deeper into it. That's like a big, big technology change. Like that's really hard to do. And you know, I think that the ability for you to do it, like use, you know, obviously I'm more newer to the Apple world now, but like I've realized that like 
if you want to get really complex, you can't. But most people love it. Like my parents love it because it's easy to use. Um, right. To your logic point, I think this is something really important for everyone to kind of be aware of for two reasons. One, it gives you this option to make it so you can upsell people segmentedly towards what they need to go towards. If you have a very complex event with lots of stuff going on, a very big citywide event, for example, you might not want to be like, here's the 100 different other activities that you can do or the, the extra bonus sessions that you can pay for to get. You know, It might be overwhelming a person be like, oh, I don't want any of this. And they say no to all of it. But like, if you're able to target and say, oh, for all of our you know entry-level marketers, I want to show them these sessions to upsell them. I think it could be really, really, really huge. Um, so the last thing I would say too, that's really, really powerful about the logic is that the registrations, like, you know, other than getting data passively and maybe from polls throughout the entire sessions, the registrations one time you have someone so focused that they will give you so much data. And we're talking about data that can help you better understand your attendees. So, you know, creating really good logic questions that then help you better understand your attendees so you can better design your events. That's super powerful. Yeah, we need first name, last name, email address, and credit card information to get you in the door. But in reality, like, if you can get more data from them, right, then yeah. you might be able to understand more about your attendees. And if you combine something like this, what's behind these guys, you know, with that kind of level of logic, you combine that with some of the really cool stuff I've seen out of Europe with customization, where, you know, as part of your registration form, you say, what's your primary language? Okay, great. You know, where, you know, that, that kind of thing. Then add in uh, what type of coffee do you like or something mm -hmm. along those lines. So some of the examples that I've seen, this is, these are a few years old now because it was pre-COVID, um, where you'd walk in, you get your pick up your badge at registration, and then that automatically is signaling the sign that's right next to registration to display in your language that you listed wow. as your primary language. Okay, now your native language is showing up with the schedule and all that kind of stuff. And then when you approach the coffee thing, it's like, oh, hey, Brent, you said you like a double mocha latte with a half calf uh, on the whatever on the side. And um, would you like us to start making you one now? <laughs> I love and that. then you say yes, and then you know by the time you get to the front of your line, your whatever is is ready. Your fru -fru drink is ready. <laughs> um, and uh, so so combining those things, really working with some of the customization that we're seeing with some of the other companies that are there, uh, playing around in that space, even with camera recognition and things like that, is where things start to get really interesting with yeah. hyper customization of our events. I got one last thing to share about Rubium, um, and then I'll and then I'll let you go in the next one. The, also the language system they had the ability to do multiple languages on your registration was killer like that's one thing i know and you know kyle does all of a registration system so he knows way better than me but i've worked with him on a couple really complex multi-language events and like sometimes you really have to like create like these multiple terms and conditions and crap and it's just so complicated but they made it really easy to do multiple languages and which i really like yeah um, awesome uh, but yeah, so, okay, so let's go on to the next uh, thing that we really, really like that we feel is worth highlighting. Yeah, I think, you know, another one that was worth, you know, and again, I spoke to so many different companies. I'm just, we're just throwing out a couple of highlights. Y'all did a good job. I yes. guess, you know, these are a couple of things that just stood out. Um, the, uh, the the Encore uh, presentation that they did, I thought was really effective. So for yeah. those that haven't heard about it, uh, basically they cornered off a section of the show floor with floor-to-ceiling you know, pipe uh, drape, 
uh, you know, nice, you know, the nice good stuff, the the the, the lovely, big, thick, big, thick, thick pipe and drape, drape type stuff, <laughs> um, and cornered off a you know a pretty good sized chunk of the floor, and they did uh, uh, what was it? Uh, was it be free? free yeah, mind, hashtag free. break free. Yeah, break yeah, free. Uh, That's yeah. what it was. Break they used free some of their the chime technology and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and so it's it's very easy for us, to, especially in this show, you know, to talk about well, scan QR code. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. It's much different to show people. And so I want to give them lots of credit for showing people some of the possibilities. So you'd, you'd be handed, you were handed an iPad, you had to walk in, uh, and then there were some QR codes that you could scan on vertically mounted nine by 16 screens with, you know, video playing. And then you'd have a, you know, try and find a buddy uh, as you go through and then you can, you know, it prompted discussion. So here's, you know, here's a first question about sustainability. How do you feel about this? Discuss. Um, and we did six of those, mm-hmm. you know, kind so of in the first room, and then they, you know, drew the curtains back to bring. Wait, before we get get to oh, this okay. point, yes, yes, please do. Because okay. I'm sure everybody at this point is like, "What podcast am I listening? to? I'm listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Will and Brandt are complimenting Encore. What is going yeah. on right now? But I, you they, know me, I you, give we, it when it's worth it. I'd say everyone go back to like our AV Audit shows, or not the AV Audit, but our uh, our. Uh, AV Smackdown. I think we did a AV Third Smackdown. Third party on versus here. Uh, yeah. yeah. We talk about it. there's a time and place for everything. I'm yeah. now technically out of the AV game, so I don't have a horse in this race anymore. But <laughs> I will say that as much as I want to compliment, there was one thing. I don't think I've told you about this, but I got my iPad, and yes, I, this could have been easily fixed by me leaving the experience and coming back, but my iPad didn't work. The camera oh, no. on the iPad screen didn't even work. So I literally oh, no. just, it was me and Carly uh, and one of her teammates, and literally I was just like, I'll just look over your shoulder and see what's going on with this. But it was pretty cool. They were like collecting information and questions yeah. about sustainability and stuff like that. It fit very well into the theme of IMAX in general and um, all those things like that. So, you know, it definitely wasn't perfect, but. Right. Uh, it was really cool. So keep going. So they you yeah. scanned the iPads. You did the QR codes. You did the questions, and then yeah. And then I forgot that- to mention up above there were other screens. They were clearly playing around with screen shot, screen sizes, screen yeah. shapes. So they were like hexagonal screens. Um, you know, all it's all done with projection. But if you just think outside the the 16 by nine rectangle, you can have some fun. Um, so they, yeah, so they were live updating responses from those uh, survey mm-hmm. results, like as we were going using word clouds and things like that. And then we went into the second section, which was more of like an experiential section. Yeah. They had fog, fog rolling, started rolling, deep, yeah. you know, subwoofers rumbling Whoa. and lights and uh, wiggly lights. And then they, right in front of you was a curved LED wall about two feet in front of your face. So it really had kind of an IMAX yeah. Uh, experience where it filled your full field of vision, um, and they did you know this kind of swooping three D thing. Well, before they, they came, it comes, it goes. You think you're at an event? Yeah. You're not at an event. You think you're in a venue? You're not in a venue. And I was like, okay, where are we going with this? <laughs> What's going on right now? Yeah. Um, and it, had, yeah, yeah, like, it kind of looked like a trade show floor, and then it filled out with greenery, and then it was a forest, and you went through the forest, then it turned into a train, and then the train went over the edge of the cliff, and then you're going straight down. I got some vertigo. When it jumped yeah. over the cliff, I literally yep. was like, whoa, and I'm pretty sure like everyone leaned forward a little yep. bit, like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. It was it was definitely trippy, for sure. Yep. And then and then when they were when they were done, they you know gave us another blast of fog, and you know when the music was playing, and then they raised the the LED wall. And, you know, it was just on chain motors or whatever, and it lifted up to open up to reveal the third area. But what was amazing was, like, that's, 
well, I'll just say there were audible gasps, like they, people went, yeah. <gasps> like when the LED wall started to oh lift and, and walk through. And then we went to like a little cocktail lounge area and, and people hung out and had a couple of drinks and, and they, you know, how was it? What do you think? You know, all that kind of stuff. So I give them lots and lots of credit for showing people some of the possibilities. And we talked about it a little bit on the Event Tech Chat uh, this morning as well. Like, you know, how do we do more of that as an industry of like showing people what's capable of even down to like the mundane stuff? Uh, like I said, you know, teleprompters were on my brain because we were talking about that as well. Of like, like literally, you know, just have people come in and practice or to just try it out and like, hey, you know, you know, what can we do to help people visualize mm -hmm. how this stuff works as opposed to just, you know, crossing our fingers and hoping that, you know, what we what we buy is what we want. Um, so I give them lots and lots of credit for, for, for moving the ball forward in that direction and saying, hey, this is what it can look like. Here are some ideas for what you can do with this stuff. And, you know, I looked at all of that stuff and said there was not one thing in that whole experience that was not off-the-shelf technology. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet it was beautiful. It was great. People loved it. Yeah. There were gasps, you know, uh, you know, as the thing went up and then it's just chain motors. You just couldn't hear them because of all the rumbles and the music, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as those lifting things up. So but there. Yeah. So there was not one piece of technology in there that wasn't off the shelf technology, but it was sure. showing people what you can do with it, which I again, all credit to them for. Yeah. Yeah, definitely some shout outs to their creative team and everybody who helped design the experience. It's, it's very obvious that Encore is trying to change themselves as a company like you can see it in all their marketing materials you can see it with how much education they're trying to do now where they're like what they're doing at IMAX like yep. they're realizing that they had this very very bad taste in the mouth of the industry and they needed to change that over the course and this was a perfect time now they're coming back everybody's coming back it's just showing that like hey we want to turn a new leaf and i want to just yeah give shout outs to them um now we just need to figure out their pricing and then we will literally <laughs> right. have a great production yeah. company yeah. to always they, call uh, upon. yeah i totally agree <laughs> it's cl it's clear you know there's a reason they went with encore branding instead of psav branding mm -hmm. even though technically it was psav that bought encore um <laughs> you know there's there's a reason for that they're trying to shake off that and you can feel it and that's great mm -hmm. i've i've always thought for a long time they needed some leadership to come in there and be like okay we recognize everyone hates us, how do we fix it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and go from there. Because, yes, as you alluded to a little bit ago, there's absolutely a time and a place for in-house versus third party. And it's just another option on the table uh, for how to do that. Very true. Very true. Um, yeah, I, I think that like when it came to it, that, those were the kind of two main experiences. But definitely yeah. the Encore thing from a event technology standpoint was one of the biggest highlights, I think, from for, for IMAX for me this year, for sure. Before we go, I did think of one more macro trend. Oh, yeah. Tell me <laughs> so, the one, bo bonus so trend. Everyone. Bonus macro woo, woo, trend woo, woo, woo. from IMAX. It, it felt it really felt like people decided not to spend money on tchotchkes and mm. instead they spent their money on booze. Oh, like there was way so more booze on the show floor this year than in previous years and way more booze on the floor compared to uh, Frankfurt. Like oh, Frankfurt, like I said, it felt like they had scaled back a little bit. There were a little fewer happy hours yeah. and things like that. This one, it was like noon. They, you know, the bars were open oh, and people yeah, were pushing. Yeah. Uh, whereas usually in the past, it was the kind of thing where it'd get to be like, oh, okay, four o'clock. You know, yeah. things starting to loosen up. The tie gets loose. The you know the bars come out. The yeah. Irish singers start singing and the Guinness starts flowing and the Scotch starts coming in Scotland land and um, you know so. That's but true. this year, and there were a lot of newbies that 
we we wound up talking to and mm-hmm. shout out to all the newbies that we met uh this year um, and they're like is it like this all all the time it's like <laughs> no this is actually a little more booze yeah, than normal yeah. Yeah, there's uh, a couple, at least compared couple to people previous years like i'm already drunk and it's noon on it's like tuesday noon, right? it's like noon on tuesday it's like dude marathon not a sprint you gotta yeah, pace yourself for, on these things so sure. i thought that was interesting from mm. i don't know what that means i don't know if it means anything I, but I, it'll be I, something I, to pay attention to over the course i might of know why because okay. i do believe that imax pressures the exhibitors to not give out free things because yeah. they they're all about the sustainability not having waste um, and I'm sure they're all about the experience. And I'm sure everyone's thinking, oh, it's all about the experience. So we'll, you know, we'll do the alcohol thing. But the problem is, I, I'd be curious to know, like, A, like how much alcohol waste potentially was there then at this point. And I'm right. sure IMAX will now be listening to this and we'll probably put it in their report because of it. But we, you know, I think that, you know, it's it's important to know, too, that like, yeah, like, I don't know if that's necessarily the, the experience of what I want to go to IMAX for, too. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it's definitely it's a it's a weird, weird uh, thing to see seeing alcohol. I see like champagne. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning. I saw champagne people saying, so I'm like, guys, what? Oh, yeah. Mimosas <laughs> were mimosas were flowing in the morning. And then by yep. noon, the, the rest of the bar stuff started opening. And so, again, don't know what it means. It's just interesting. Like you say, maybe it was because of downward pressure to not have tchotchkes. But it definitely felt like more people had more booze earlier. In, in the exactly. day for sure, than, for uh, sure. than a lot of folks. Um, well, yeah, I think uh, to your point too, like, you know, I know there was so much stuff to cover, but obviously we don't have an unlimited time here in the podcast to talk about it. But, uh, you know, in the future, if you ever want us to cover your technology and stuff too, you know, don't hesitate to, to come and grab us um, on the show floor and like say hey I want to show you what you guys got going on you know like we want we talk about what we find interesting here and definitely this year feels like a little bit of that rebuilding year and you know like we talked about a lot of rebrands and kind of changes so the interesting thing we didn't even mention is Aribium uh, they actually were another company um, oh my gosh right. uh, yeah, I remember. Some, they were somebody else first and they, it was yeah. a rebrand and it's a refresh of their it's a new platform new I mean, platform built upon their old scratch, technology right? their, their older tech the other technology so it's like yeah. it's, it's very interesting to see what ends up happening but if you you want us to ever cover stuff in the future too don't hesitate to reach out to us you know we love seeing new stuff and we we love new and shiny um brandon i love it absolutely for sure. absolutely um, and it's always fun to see so much new and shiny uh very quick shout out to the folks at skift who did the innovation lab you and i yeah. both participated in that great piece of work done there you know there's uh three three hours i think it was yeah yeah uh great Flew so by. great long format session that went by in a heartbeat because it was well broken up uh much more unconferency like what do we want to talk about and less less top down let us tell you what's going on and new and interesting in the world so shout out to skift on a great job on the uh event innovation lab definitely definitely and i want to give a uh i think as we're starting to wrap up uh this episode um is to give a shout out to also everybody who's made to the end of this episode means you're one of our awesome listeners um brandon brandon i want to say thank you so much so many of you came up to us and were like i love your podcast oh my gosh you guys are the ones that do the van tech podcast like (laughs) you guys were seriously so awesome thank you for everyone who comes and sees us like that helps motivate us to continue pushing forward with this podcast and really making the content as awesome as possible for you so thank you to everybody who came and said hi to us um and to all of our fans we got to see um on the show floor as well we really appreciate you it truly is. And I say this every year, every year I go to IMAX and I meet more new, wonderful, amazing people. And every year I go to IMAX and almost all of them are there. So it's this so just true. wonderful snowball of, you know, just like, you know, you can't get 10 feet without like, hey, and then you oh like gosh. cog and you say your thing and you move like 10 feet further. Hey. 
and then you move to the next person. It's, it's hard It's hard to get around, but boy, is it an awful lot of fun. So thank you to everyone, definitely, who came up and said hi to us. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, Brent, anything else you want to say before we all wrap this one on up? We got to wrap this baby up. Um, but thank you again for everybody for listening. Uh, we hope you liked our little summary of IMAX America this year. Um, and yeah, again, if you have any questions or thoughts or anything like that, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email, eventtechpodcast at helloendless.com. Let us know, like, what was the thing that you saw that you thought was really awesome? Yeah. And, and what did we, we miss? Did, what did we miss? Yeah, that's the best part of it. What, all the th- cool things we see, we still miss a million cool things as well. Um, so shoot us an email. Um, but yeah, Brant, thanks so much for doing this episode. It's also awesome to see you again in person. We haven't seen each other in so long after seeing each other so much. That was the first thing I said. I was like, I, I felt like it's been forever. It, so it really it was so, did feel like so, a long time. So it was great to see you. And uh, you know, hopefully we'll get to see each other again in person real soon. Sounds good. All right, everybody, have a great day, and thanks for tuning in to the Event Tech Podcast. Event Tech out. out. Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. Ask a follow-up question or let us know about some event tech we need to talk about. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.